1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, I am absolutely delighted to be speaking with our guest because we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, but in particular, maybe some financial stuff, which people are like, yawn, but my guest makes it so much fun and so cool, and I love how she operates and how she works and and all these various things. So please join me in welcoming Koki Burini to our program today. Welcome, Koki.
0: Thank you so much, Deb. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I um, always love waking up the yawn of finance with a discussion of bringing more perfect days to people's lives.
1: Right. And I love this concept and can't wait to tell people about it. But let me tell people just a little bit more about you right now. So, Koki Barini is CFP, so Certified Financial Planner, is the founder of Alphavest and has been providing financial guidance to clients since 1996. She is a 40 under 40 and Woman CEO CEO of the Year recipient. Her latest book, Perfect Day, inspires and equips business leaders to achieve a healthy work-life balance that unlocks their full potential. The perfect day is less about perfection and more about clarity and freedom. It means crafting the lifestyle you truly want, not the life you're inadvertently leading because you didn't think you had any other choice. Her more than 20 years of, of, in advising clients and her experiences as an entrepreneur provide numerous stories that illustrate the effectiveness of her holistic approach towards having perfect days. So again, Koki, welcome.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for that intro. It's, you know, sometimes you forget all the neat things you've done in your life. I know. <laughs> I always tell people,
1: write your own intro, you know, just in general. You know, if somebody were to introduce you, what would you say? And it's it's always fun to hear what people would would say.
0: And it's nice to have someone else write it for you too, because right. they'll they'll brag a little more than you oh, yeah. will about yourself, right? Well, very... And they
1: use yeah, they they use different terms. It's funny. I had I actually had someone else write my LinkedIn profile, and re- and when I read it, I thought, ooh, that's impressive. Um, yeah. it, you're right. I would not have used those words and and kind of how they ver- phrased it. It's a hundred percent true, but it it is interesting.
0: It's nice for others to brag about you and yeah. to take pause. And really give thanks for, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to have that, that viewpoint of, of all that we've worked hard for and intentionally and, and made true in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So thank you for that. That was, that was good to re-experience. Wonderful. Well,
1: one of the things that is very important to you is that we show gratitude, And, you know, and it's a part of our life at all times and all these various things. And I just wanted to say how grateful I am because you are my guest number four. 400. I mean, we you are program number 400. I've been doing this a long time, and this is so much fun. Um, we'll have to have you on when we're doing 800.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. I love uh, nice, neat little packages, and 400 feels like big. It feels big and strong and exciting, so congratulations.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. So let's go a little bit back in time. Tell us how this um, came about, especially the fact that you work through things and, and think of the, the perfect day because it's kind of a mismatch between financial planning and you know, kind of some of the more emotional things. So, how did you uh, start doing this?
0: You know, I, I hate answering your question with um, what can be perceived as a negative. But uh, the big aha, perhaps for my clients and maybe for your listeners, is that some of our negative experiences are our greatest assets. Mm-hmm. So remember that, sort of write that down, that our, our greatest experiences can be our, 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 our worst experiences, rather, can be our greatest assets. And it was back in 2007, I had um, built a pretty thriving practice within what I call big, uh, big brokerage or a wall street financial services firm. And I, you know, there's really no way to sh- sugarcoat it, Deb, but I was being pushed out by the male establishment mm-hmm. and it, um, it hurt. It was hurtful. It was expensive. It, um, I had to basically, um, I had to fight the legal battle um, of my life mm-hmm. as well as uh, recreate a practice and start over, and so I did that. And as awful and yucky as that may sound, I call it God doing for me what I could not do for myself in right. time. And in re in starting back over and rebuilding a practice, I decided to build a practice um, on a platform that was going to right all the wrongs I saw on Wall Street mm-hmm. and within the financial planning sector industry. And the big, um, manifestation of that was the perfect day process. Mm -hmm. And I really had recognized that amongst, um, the clients I was then serving and, um, amongst all the experiences I had had, um, with clients and building wealth and building, building money really, um, through investments, um, for investors at large, that there was something really big missing in the financial planning industry. And that was linking individuals' values, their true values of who they are at heart to their money. And Mm -hmm. fortunately, it it felt like it was all about just striving on this hamster wheel to build the money, build the assets, build the investments, more returns. Because That's what we're told we have to do. That's correct. Faster, harder, faster, harder. And so when I stepped out of this, you know, Wall Street big brokerage, very—I um, just call it a very um, closed in in a box arena—and went out on my own, it was like all the blinders and the creativity just just surfaced. And so I created this process, this planning process for my clients, and it's it's perfect day, and it's it's a planning process that you know, takes any individual walks through my door who wants me to help them, whether it's with business strategy or, um, with, um, their own personal finances, um, or their investments, they have to start with perfect day. This process is the process that says, you know, why are we doing this all? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we, why do we, you know put on our suits and, and go to work every day. And um, what's it all for? Mm-hmm. What's it really, really, really for? And so that's what Perfect Day Process aims to do, is to bring more perfect days into people's lives and really, quite ironically, shift their focus from that about money and building financial wealth mm-hmm. into building true wealth, which really is, is what more perfect days in your life is all about. Right. Well, uh, And
1: wealth can mean so many things. And I think that's what people get confused about. The same thing with the word success and successful. It's something different for every single person, um, you know, and, and, and I can't judge what is perfect for you, what is, you know, your, your wealth, all those various things. But we often don't actually stop and take time to think about it. Um, I was sharing with you before we started the program that We've got about six years before my husband retires, and he's wanting to have these conversations now. Where are we going? What are we going to do? Blah, 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 because he's one of those people. You know, he really plans, which is great. But, you know, it's one of the things that I told him is, you know, we, he was, we were talking about, you know, homes the other day. And we're in a big house now. It's a little over 3,000 square feet for just us and our fur babies. And I told him, you know, I really want something small. And, and and granted, small is obviously less expensive, depending on where you're going to be. But part of that was this whole perfect day type of thing. You know, I want to be able to go out in my garden and have my coffee, or you know, have friends over for a barbecue. And I told him one of the things I really want: I want to be in a small enough town where I can walk downtown. And he just looks at me like I'm bad, baff- you know, batty, and and all those various things. But That for me is, is where I'm aiming, you know, and, and he's, he's doing the financial part of it and thinking, okay, what do we need financially, all those various things. But it is interesting to really stop and think, where do we want to be and why? And that's, that's a a big portion of your book and, and the services that you provide is, as you said, walking people through that
0: process. You know, you one of the things you've mentioned about small and like the, the, what I'm hearing from your story is something that's really near and dear to my heart, in particular this year, which is sort of the way of the essentialist. And and how I weave that into, you know, your comment or to your rhetorical question of of perfect days is that, you know, perfect days that we may be striving for, say, four years or five years ago for you and your husband that resulted in a Three thousand square foot house in I believe you're in Atlanta Mm -hmm. um, evolves into a different perfect day. You know, five or ten years later, where you're seeking something small with some small downtown. So, Mm -hmm. the whole point about perfect days is just um, being able to take time uh, for yourself to really understand what what does a perfect day look like for you because it's going to be constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my clients and and even I struggle with. How do you continue to rewrite your perfect day and Mm -hmm. be tuned into that? So, um, I always smile when I see people's um, perfect days evolving from large, beautiful homes into small, warm cottages. Mm -hmm. So, I think that was a great analogy. Great.
1: You know, and I love that you say that they're constantly changing and evolving. Um, You know, and, and I think that's one of the problems that people get stuck in is. They think, well, I, you know, job interview question: Where do you want to be five years from now? And and you think, okay, this is what I want to be doing, and you aim for that, and you refuse to admit that something else, you know, is is going to happen, or if something is forced to happen, you get very confused. Um, you know, one of the things I've I've had some some fairly major health issues recently, and. That has really definitely changed my thought process. I mean, you know, one of the things I tell my husband is we have to retire somewhere where I have doctors fairly close by, but it's made me stop and think about really what is important. You know, having friends around you, having family around you. It, you know, it, yeah, we want to be able to travel, but th- that's not the be all end all. And and it really is back to, I want to be able to sit in my garden and have a cup of coffee or, you know, a glass of wine at night. And And I think that's, one of the problems that I see with people is they don't understand that things do change and that you have to change with them.
0: Um, it's, it's evolve or die. Mm-hmm. Evolve or die. Literally. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm going a little more, um, I'm going a little more, a, little more, a little more tactile and sterile in the conversation, but I mean, look at Uber, mm-hmm. look at Uber at taxi drivers. I mean, right. taxi cab drivers in New York city paid, you know, a million bucks for a medallion and those mm-hmm. medallions were so, valuable Mm -hmm. and and now now they're not worth anything and that's because they refuse to evolve Mm -hmm. well the same if it goes true in business i would say absolutely it's true personally Mm -hmm. and if you don't have an attitude of growth um of evolution of of wanting to continue to be a grower then you know uh, this is not going to come out very eloquently but your life could go the way of the taxi cab right that Mm -hmm. you know I just put in my newsletter this week um, the quote of um, so many people spend their health gaining their wealth mm-hmm. and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Right. And so, you know, that's that relentless relentless pursuit of, of money that, mm-hmm. that you know, you started the conversation by saying, tell me about this process and, and, and what got you here. Well, part of what got me here is I really can't count, you know, with, 22 plus years in the business now, I really can't count even on both hands, unfortunately, of the tragedy that I've seen and experienced Mm -hmm. within, you know, the families that I've had, um, that I've had the benefit of working with over Mm -hmm. the years in terms of what I call their ER moments or, um, you know, whether it's, you know, striving for more and more and more within their business, and I, I can't. And I, you know, here again, um, don't like to focus on the negative experiences. But these negative experiences, if your listeners can leverage these negative experiences for better for themselves, you know, I can't. I can't even tell you how many children and spouses in rehab, um, death and divorce and and heart attacks and and all of these things. Well, While they all might not be 100% preventable, in 9 out of 10 of every one of those negative experiences I just shared, 9 out of 10 of those experiences were were a result of a pursuit of money. Right. And um, so that's what I've dedicated my life's message to is... You know, people walk through my door because they want to make more money and they want their hard-earned money to work harder for them. And I'm happy to make that happen for them. But the first step, the first step is gratitude and beginning and thanks. Mm-hmm. And that mindset is what is the foundation of the perfect day process. So right. The first step is going through this perfect day planning process for the so they can really connect with um, what's the money all about? What's it even for?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and in your book, you mentioned the fact that many times, you know, as you said, we work ourselves into having health problems um, and that's especially so with entrepreneurs and small business owners. You know, I, I joke frequently on the program that we work 28 hours a day because you know, and, 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 you know, eight hours a week or eight days a week because like you know, we're, it's, you know, we're continually on, we think we have to be because we are that, that small business owner, that entrepreneur, the face of the company, you know, whatever it is. And, We forget that we have a family that needs attention. You know all these various things, and it's it's interesting. As I've gone through this process, I started my business over twenty years ago, and did that. You know, work, 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 work type of thing, and then you know, an an event every evening. All these various things, and pretty soon, my husband sat me down and said, "Enough." And you know, so but it's very you know it was it was very difficult to tell people, "I'm only doing one evening event." you know, uh, per week. All these various things and to set boundaries. I mean, you know, when, when I told my clients I have regular office hours, just like if I were in a true, you know, office, you know, in, in some big building somewhere, I tell them, you know, eight until five. Now, d- am I checking emails in the evening on weekends? Yes. But unless it's an emergency, I don't respond to it and it was you know it's it's kind of setting up those boundaries for people and then they know okay well deb's only going to respond between this period and this period i you know i i cut back on all, almost all of the evening events because that was my family time and it's funny i have had clients who have not understood when i tell them evenings and weekends are family time very rarely am i going to do something business related during that time because that's the time that I'm with my husband. And, you know, sometimes they understand and sometimes they don't. And the funny thing is, if they don't understand that, they're not a good client for me, because they're going to continue pushing that and and things. Now, obviously, there are things that happen. Um, You know, I I worked for a client where it really was something that, you know, I kind of had to monitor their social media 24-7, because they would have issues. But you know, so yeah, there were times where I was on vacation and I would be doing something and all these various things, but there was always a premium cost to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and they knew that I would I would tell them, you know, I can wait till Monday morning, or I can deal with it now, and it's going to cost you twice as much. And then it was their decision, you know. And and quite often they went, oh, okay, Monday will work. <laughs> you know? but it is about setting those boundaries and remembering that. It's not really a work-life balance because it's not that they're scales and we're going back and forth on them. They because they all combine, but it's figuring out what works best for you, but not letting your business completely take over.
0: Amen. Amen. And you know, in the book I refer to this as, as leftovers. Mm-hmm. Like so right. I ask your listeners just to like pause and reflect mm-hmm. and ask yourself, who's getting your leftovers right now? Mm-hmm today or yesterday. Think about yesterday. Who got your leftovers? And so, you know, you you hit a hot button for me, which is work-life balance, because I think um, from what you, you, um, the snippet of what you gave us, I think that you and I are both in alignment here is that I don't really know that there's such thing as work-life balance. And in Mm -hmm. fact, you know, I like to really preach that perfect days are not about perfection. They're about embracing the imperfection. Mm -hmm. Just like work-life balance is about embracing the imbalance of Mm work-life. And, You know, I have a structure and a tool that I've brought um, to my clients and really to the world at large. Um, I do a a broadcast Monday and Wednesday mornings um, at 5.30 in the morning. Yes, I I said that, 5.30 in the morning. I do a live um, 11-minute Facebook broadcast called 411 Live. And Mm. this this 411 Live is my tool for bringing – for how people implement, because perfect days. Because when I when people come to me and they say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a perfect day engineer. Mm-hmm. I bring people more money with working less and better relationships. And they're like, what? That sounds overwhelming. And they have like the deer in the headlights.
1: Right. Or they're like, oh, that's too kumbaya for me.
0: Okay, I get that too. Yes. <laughs> and so you bring them a very staunch and sterile, processed systematized way to do it and Mm -hmm. it's 5 30 in the morning you do four things um that you can achieve before 11 a.m for yourself to bring yourself a perfect day why do i bring this up in the context of what we're just talking about well the work-life balance is the imbalance of you know what get your perfect day groove on and get what you need Mm -hmm. Feed yourself before 11 a.m with these four things and and We can go deep into that because there's a high level 411 and there's a low level 411 as to what are those four things. So that's Mm -hmm. probably a whole nother radio show. Um, But the point is, is doing those four things before 11 a.m. And so that perhaps at the end of the day, your family's really not getting your leftovers because the whole day is going to go very differently if you've quote unquote fed yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, with the things that you needed that day, you're going to be much better for your clients. You're going to be much better to your family and your loved ones at the end of the day. If you've already deemed, ah, by 11am, I've already had a perfect day. Mm-hmm. I've already worked towards my vision of what I really want in this life. Right. So I, I hope that made sense and was, it was, does was placed in it the right way mm-hmm. because kind of my point was, is the actual imbalance of that, of mm-hmm. like super hyper focusing on yourself, you know, and getting those four things done, which by the way, should, should take no more than 10 to 15 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not like tackling, you know, the big hairy audacious frog and, and like, you know, dumping all your 15,000 emails in your inbox. It's, it's not like that. But um, it just the point was, is the imbalance of making yourself put yourself first, mm-hmm. which really involves contribution and gratitude and just getting into a perfect day mindset. And then again, the imbalance of the rest of the day can be for the world and for your business. Um, and I'm telling you, it, that formula will bring at the end of the day, a lot less quote unquote leftovers mm-hmm. for the ones who are most important in your life. Right. Well, and when we look
1: at it the opposite way, it's, it's kind it, for me, it's a little bit easier to see. So, you know, your day starts out absolutely opposite of anything you want to get done. You know, whether it's, you know, an emergency or whatever, it throws you kind of off kilter for the whole rest of the day. You're playing catch up, you know, maybe something happened, you didn't eat, all these various things. And, and, and part of it is planning. You know, if you don't have that time set aside, you know, and, and obviously there are times where things just don't go as planned, but when you deliver- That's called
0: life. That yeah, happens yeah. every day, doesn't yeah. it? You know,
1: you you wake up and the cat's thrown up or, you know, like, oh, no, I didn't want to have to deal with this now. You know, or, you know you've know, you you got a sick child or something like that. Well, clearly things have to adapt. But when you start with the process of, you know, I've, I've got this planned- it's better than just the whole willy nilly thing and, and, you know, trying to, to fake it throughout the entire day.
0: There's no question about it. I mean, every day I expect that to happen. And that's Mm -hmm. a part of the mindset is just you expect life to happen, but if you can make sure you get ahead of it and get yourself fed, Mm -hmm. you're going to be worth so much more to yourself and to your clients. And you're going to handle, you're going to handle the cat much better. I mean, real story. I I love this. This just recently happened. I I held a perfect day workshop actually in Atlanta Mm. and, um, I 411 every day. I do 411 every day, whether I'm broadcasting on Monday, Wednesdays, or if I'm on the side of the mountain, true story is, is I do my own internal 411 either written down in my 411 journal or just, um, in my head. And, um, I came out of a perfect day workshop in Atlanta, um, not long ago and I had, I had a flight to catch and I did my four one one, which, you know, took me some concerted work. I was a little drained emotionally from putting my heart and soul into a workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did my four one one irrespectively. I get to the airport and guess what? No, my flight flight was canceled. Mm -hmm. That's right. And guess what? It was okay. Because right. I'd already had a perfect day. Mm-hmm. So it really, it was okay. And it's so, it's so hard for me to even say that because I'm in an airplane usually, I don't know, four to, it used to be four to six times a month. It's a little bit less right now, but um, I fly a lot. And so that's, it's, it's annoying. And when I want to be with my family, I want to be with my family. But mm-hmm. I, So I can't even, it's almost even hard for me in this moment to, to really remember that feeling that I bottled. I, it happened and it was such an aha for me. And I had to like pack it in this virtual mason jar and put the lid on it mm-hmm. so that I knew to be able to reach out and grab that virtual mason jar at any time. And it also just, it keeps me disciplined to this 411 process every day right you know and
1: it's it's funny because I tend to be sometimes the more willy-nilly oh what's gonna happen today type of thing and I'm changing that you know I I have a weekly planner that I just started just this week that has my monthly tasks my monthly you know, things and then a day-to-day thing and 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 it's interesting how that's helping my mind to cope um, and you know it's uh, one of the things is because of you know what I've been through I've had more anesthesia in two years than many people will have an entire lifetime. And, you know, the, the old commercial, this is your brain on drugs. Well, this is my brain on anesthesia. And there are parts of it that just don't work right anymore. And so writing things down and stopping and planning is helping me to deal with, a, with you know, what's going on because I do have to stop and think and write it down. And then I look at it, like, oh, okay, now I need to do this, Um, you know, and, and, but, Anybody should be, you know, using the tools that you have because they are tools that will help us through our day and then help us plan for our future. And and of course that's why you're in the, the financial planning arena, because that is, you know, what we're we're going towards is, you know, what do we want to do? What do we want to be? All those various things when we retire. But we've got to be able to be happy now in order to be happy then.
0: Well said, because you, you know, you hit a a really uh a hot button for me, which is the word retirement, because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Deb. When people typically grace my door, it's not, "Cokie, I want more perfect days in my life." Right? <laughs> it's it's usually, "Cokie, oh my gosh, my business has, has had such a great year and." And, um, I've got a few extra nickels to rub together and I need to start planning for retirement. I want to kick off in a couple of years and retire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to which I usually respond and say, Oh, the gosh, that's great. You know, what are you going to do? Oh, I want to play golf or I want to fish or I want to, you know, live on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the, the point is, is usually when I respond to the golf and the fly fishing comments is, oh, what's your handicap? And to which they respond, oh, I don't play golf. Right. And it's like, what? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. So to your point about needing to be happy now, retirement is you know a reset. It's what I call a reset without framework. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get there. And, and if you're a true entrepreneur, and I know you have a, a lot of um, a lot of your audience are, are, are c suiteers which, you know, I've got some great points. I'd love to speak to them about mm-hmm. if, if you wish. Yes. But, um, you know, retiring is, is just an out. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a alert, alert reset. I just want to bail. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is there's, it's an empty vessel you Right. Know, when you get there. And again, you know, I mentioned all the ER moments I've seen in my practice. What really that, Plus, this idea of people striving towards retirement um, has really been um, why I'm so passionate about this Perfect Day platform, because retirement's an empty vessel unless you know, you're you already happy today in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is to get people to never want to retire because mm-hmm. they're happy doing what they're doing every single day. Right. Yeah, it's
1: it's interesting because my father when he retired and this was many years ago um because he's he's since passed away when he retired he was lost you know because he loved his job i mean you know he he would have done it 28 hours a day 8 days a week i mean he loved his job so much and it was the type of job where he worked for the state of Colorado and they have these rules that you can only work you know until x age or they did you know back then and he really was lost because financially he was okay. I mean, you know, he got a fabulous pension, all those various things. But it was the what do you do with your time that really threw him. Um, you know, and 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 I see that with so many people. And it, it's funny. I've had that conversation with my husband. You know, what are you going to do when you retire? Because right now he works ten-hour days, and you know all these things. And and you know, and I told him, I said, I give you a month before either. A, I'm ready to kill you, <laughs> right. or B, you're going to say you need a part-time job somewhere just to, to get out and and do things, and you know it's and I think that's part of this whole process is it's as you said you know we can plan financially for those things, but if we also haven't set that foundation of what do we want to be doing, you know, then it, it doesn't matter, you know. It, we could have millions and millions of dollars that we're retiring with, but if we don't know what to do with those hours in those days, it's it's horrible.
0: Uh, so I see this a lot, and you're absolutely right. And I, I see this a lot, whether it's in business. You know, you you were earlier mentioning about writing things down, and and, and right now in the context of this conversation, where we're talking about planning for the future, and what I find that the, the perfect day process can help really identify and clarify is this concept of, are you swimming towards the right buoy? So it could be, it could be you in your day, Deb, that you're writing down all these goals and tasks of, of what you want to achieve. But, you know, are the question to, to, you know, your audience and to ourselves is, are we just on a hamster wheel? Just, just, you know, clicking off a, a mm-hmm. never-ending to-do list? Or are we really swimming towards the right buoy? Right. And and the same is true with retirement. When people say, oh, I just, I, you know, can you help me retire? Koki, here are my assets. Let's do this, that. And what can you do for me? And when can I retire? It's like, well, is that really the buoy we want to be swimming towards? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to disrupt that notion of, getting to some buoy that's out in your future. And I try to bring it to today, which is, you know, what do we need to be fed today? To your point about retirement, we got to be happy today if we Mm want to be happy in retirement. And so, you know, perfect day process and and 411, the tool really just strives to say, you know what, let's just create a few perfect moments today. um, And in search of potentially this buoy out in the future, but, but that horizon, when you get there, when you get to that buoy, it's going to move. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you get there, it's not going to be a buoy. It's going to be a, a, a rainbow with a unicorn on it. Or <laughs> it's going to be, you know, something else, a mm-hmm. sailboat or, right. a, or a mountaintop. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, back to sort of evolving is your buoy is going to evolve and it's going to always shift. And I don't think people have those words or that vision in their brain of like, wait a minute, I wanted to retire by the time I was 65. It's like, well, you know, maybe that buoy moved. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, for the C-suiteers out there who maybe you are, are um, charged with not just vision within the company, but um, you know, a lot is being charged with with the C-suite population in terms of disruptive technologies and, you know, attracting and retaining good talent. You know, if a culture in the workplace is not one of um, being present in what our customers and our clients are needing right now, mm-hmm. as opposed to swimming towards a buoy that, say, some someone, um, above us is, is asking for, if we don't feel that confidence from our whole selves being whole to be able to say and empower ourselves to say, no, I think, I think we may be swimming towards the wrong buoy because this is what I'm hearing from our clients. This is Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from our people. So having a culture in the workplace that embraces this idea of, you know what, we need to be working on our businesses and not just in our businesses on this, never ending hamster wheel of, of of checking off our to-do list items. Mm-hmm. If that shift doesn't happen, the culture in the workplace sucks. Right. And is is not a, it's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you go home to your family with leftovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they get the 30
1: minutes before you're back on your computer again or you know, the oh, I'm really sorry I missed your soccer game, maybe next time conversations.
0: Correct. And we're never guaranteed a tomorrow. We're never guaranteed another soccer game. We're never guaranteed retirement.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting that you mentioned that because in the, in the, the span of about five weeks, I lost two friends to extremely horrible, tragic accidents where they really were here and then not, um, you know, and, and so I was posting about it on Facebook and I said, you know, but what bothers me more than missing them and the fact that things happen so quickly, at that point, it, I I said, you know, all of this horrible, hate-filled stuff that's going on in the world, and, and on, you know, Facebook in particular, where, you know, we, we're we just so consumed with, I hate this, or I hate that, or, you know, and obviously a lot of it is politically related, but, you know, there's, there's a variety of other things on there. and And I said, you know, if you were to drop dead now, what would you want to be remembered for? Your last nasty Facebook post or the fact that you, you know, helped somebody with a big project and, and you know, didn't expect anything in return? You know, what, what do you want to be remembered for? And it was interesting because several people responded, actually quite a few people responded, but several of the people who I was thinking about as I wrote that post responded and said, I've never thought of it that way. And you know it, whether I changed them for that day or twenty seconds or you know whatever, just the fact that they started thinking, you know, how do I want to be remembered? If I, you know, if if my life ends right, you know, in the next minute, how do I want to be remembered? And that I think is is part of this whole process. Do we want to be remembered as, you know, even in business, you know, the the person that started X company and did this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And this, and this or do we want to be remembered as that's just a little part of it? And we were also the loving friend, the the, the mother, the father, the aunt, the uncle, you know, the, the, the Girl Scout troop leader, whatever it is, how do we want to be remembered?
0: And what's the framework for staying in that mindset every single day? Right. Because we forget, don't we? Mm-hmm. We get in our cars and...
1: And we, we get off that person. Uh-huh.
0: And we get in our, our email, or inboxes. And, you know, I think that that's a really important point, Deb. And um, after that workshop I mentioned earlier, um, it was interesting. At pre-workshop, I, I usually do an exercise that has those who are coming. It requires a big shift, right, to get into this, okay, well, I need to be examining the buoys I'm swimming towards and which ones are the right ones. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to, you know, cut off your kids and cut off your inbox and your, and your phone and, and get into that mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do this, I I charge um, attendees with this sort of, and I do this purposefully just uh, the day before they come to the workshop to say, um, write your epitaph What's it say? Mm -hmm. So I I love that you bring up the point about your Facebook post and saying, how do you want to be remembered? Um, Because that exercise um, can get you into a really, really special place Mm -hmm. of connecting to your values and who you really, really are, as opposed to, you know, just life happening to you, which is just, you know, you go from one thing to the next and one thing to the next, you know, That's not living life. That's life happening to you. Mm-hmm. And So when you have that mindset of like, you know, how do you want to remember if this is your last second, if this is your last, the last thing you do. And so connecting to what I call those epitaph values, you know, the things that you want written on your headstone, mm-hmm. connecting to those things um, and balancing that in your life and having those cornerstones, those values that you come out with of like, yeah, this is who I want to be. Well, who am I right now? That's a part of the exercise. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, what what do you, you die tomorrow and people are at your, you're at your funeral and someone's eulogizing you. What are they saying? Right. What are they saying about you? And, 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 and how about this? This is harrowing. What do you want them to be saying about you? Mm -hmm. But they're not.
1: Right. You know, that you were the good father, the great volunteer, or that you worked yourself to death.
0: Yeah, what would Steve Jobs have said mm-hmm. on his last on his last day? Would you think he would have said, "I wished I'd worked harder" and "I wished I'd had more money"? No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the aha. And I'm, this isn't a dig to Steve Jobs at all. It's just a very extreme example to listeners of of. The, the focus on finance. At the end of the day, what do you think? What do you think Steve Jobs would have given you know his right arm for? Another day. His health. Mm-hmm. Yes, another day as a result of being healthy. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, healthy encompasses so so much. Um, but that's where you know I am just so um, emblazoned right now in because, like you, with these recent tragedies. It's. uh, I don't know if it's a function of age and us getting older, or uh, I'm not putting you in that category. That's me. It's 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 a disease I'm dying. I think I'm actually older than you. So that's (laughs) okay. okay. (laughs) The truth is, it's a disease we are all dying of. Yes. Yes. And um, but I have had a lot of 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 thankfully secondhand not firsthand, but secondhand tragedy all around me, This mm-hmm. you know, literally in the last three to four months. And,
1: um, up so, they looking for you.
0: <laughs> yes. So, um, when you, when you have the benefit of these experiences and again, back to our negative experiences are our most, um, prized assets. Mm-hmm. Um, leverage those. So I hope your listeners can, can think about if you had any tragedy in your life lately. And if you, if you have, you know, how can you leverage that to be in this, um, this mode of, you know, living your epitaph or mm-hmm. living, um, living out your, your favorite eulogy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And 411 can give you the framework for doing that. Cause you can, you know, just look at those values that you thought were true, you know, embracing your health like, you know, Steve Jobs, not that it was in his control, his cancer, but, um, you know, what could you be focusing on more in terms of leaving this world a better place from a place of contribution or, you know, random acts of kindness, um, being kind to yourself and self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are the four little minor things you can be doing every day before 11 to affect those changes within your own life so you are closer towards the obituary that, that, or the, you know, the eulogy that you'd like to be super true and that you'd be super proud of. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: and you know, and it doesn't even have to be a tragedy in the grand scheme of things. You know, things just go wrong in your day, you know, and, and, and with your business and with your personal life. And, you know, so how can you work through those things? Um, one of the things that, that I like about your book is you talk about the lifestyle deficit disorder um, and that many entrepreneurs, maybe even most entrepreneurs, have LDD. And so tell us a little bit more about what
0: that means. Well, I know what it means because I have it. <laughs> I think, like I said, I think most of us do, right? I I believe that most of the public at large, yes, has LDD, and for mm-hmm. those of us who admit to and embrace. Um, our, whether it's self-diagnosed or diagnosed ADD, you could see the, you could see the spin there that I took with it. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, most c sweaters and most entrepreneurs, you know, have a touch of it, if not full blown ADD. And, you know, I embrace it and I leverage it. And so lifestyle deficit disorder comes hand in hand, um, hand in glove with attention deficit disorder and with wanting a full life that, um, It pays you back, and 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 having a life of adventure and and lots of great stuff going on. But you know, lifestyle deficit disorder is. You know, let me ask you the question. I mean, how many people do you consult with or or meet with that, you know, just are on that hamster wheel of life with no off ramp or with the never ending to do list or, you know, the the too tired or not enough time or not enough money.
1: Uh, Virtually everybody,
0: right. Those are the questions. Mm -hmm. So, if you answered yes to, I feel like I don't have enough time. Um, I feel like there's not enough money in my life to, you know, do the things I want within my business or my personal life. Um, And my my to do list is never ending. Then you need to sit down and you need to look in the mirror and you say into the mirror, "I have lifestyle deficit disorder. I have LDD." Mm -hmm. And thankfully. And this is why I dedicate five thirty in the mornings on Monday, Wednesdays. Thankfully, there's a very easy way out. But um, you know, I I believe that the cure for LDD is is Perfect Day mm-hmm. is going through the process, um, which you know has a very simple framework that can help you stay on track every single day. But you know, like I said, with LDD, it's it's something I have. It's not mm-hmm. something I cured. It's um it's it's something you have to Vigilantly strive to keep in check, um, and that's again why I'm so passionate about four one one because mm-hmm. um, it's what keeps me in check and my clients in check every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know we recognize that we've got this and that we don't you know we're we're milling about aimlessly or you know we're on that hamster wheel, you know whatever it is. How do we start? I mean, you know because we know, hey we've got a problem. And obviously the very first thing is we have to raise our little hands and say, yes, that is me. You know, you have to acknowledge it because you can't fix it unless you've acknowledged it. But how does someone start when they begin thinking about setting these goals for their personal and professional life?
0: You start with an asset inventory.
1: Okay. Oh, and I love that in your book because you talk about lots of different assets.
0: Yes. And when I do these interviews, it's hard not to give away the uh aha Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just what has to happen but in our you know the perfect day setting in a workshop setting or a one-on-one consultation setting um, it usually comes through as an aha and I'll, I'll, I'll let that unravel in just a bit but I have to give um, so superb and supreme gratitude and thanks to um, my mentor and to uh, Lee Brower he wrote the forward to to the book perfect day mm-hmm. and um, Lee has been a coach and a mentor of mine um, he is a teacher he um, he is uh, an author he is you know he doesn't like me doing this term but you know he's he's a financial guru as mm-hmm. well um, and he is he's the founder of empowered wealth and when I first met Lee, um he shared with me from his book this concept of doing an asset inventory mm-hmm. and uh, quadrant living, as he calls it, mm-hmm. quadrant living. And this is, this is really the crux of how you figure out if you're swimming to the right buoy mm-hmm. is by taking an asset inventory. So you've got LDD. You're on this hamster wheel. You don't know where the off ramp is and you're not sure the way out and you're going to have to sit down and you first, and I, and you said the term woo woo earlier and my, my male clients struggle with this. Right. Um, and it's, maybe is I it struggle. It's kind of fluffy. It is fluffy. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad you called it out Is that. Um, and maybe quite frankly, I'll say this to you men listeners. Um, Maybe it's me who struggles with delivering it to to my male clients. Um, Maybe that's the truth of it. Um, But honestly, one of the first things you have to do, and I can make it, I can tell you very tactically, if you skip this step, your process is going to be broken and you're going to be swimming towards the wrong buoy. Mm -hmm. So you you have to do a gratitude list. You have to sit down and you have to write down what you're grateful for. And in the workshop setting, Deb, I take people through this process, and I say, write ten things you're thankful for, mm-hmm. and then I follow that up and I say, now now add add to that five experiences in the last twelve months that you're grateful for, that were great experiences. And I have to tell you, in both of those exercises, in the, the first doing the ten in particular, I have to give your listeners permission that it may be hard for you to come up with ten. Right. And I, and that shocks people. Mm-hmm. That shocks people when they say, oh, are you kidding? I'm so thankful. I have so much to be thankful for. I can come up with 10. But I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission. Be kind to yourselves. There's no, there's no guilt and shame in this exercise. When all of a sudden you get to six or seven, you're like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> because I've, I've seen it. I've seen mm-hmm. it in people's faces. I've seen this over the course of the last 10 to 12 years. And be kind to yourself and just know this is a muscle in your brain that you don't exercise enough. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Exercise this muscle and it becomes easier. Right. So um, after the gratitude exercise, I then the next step is to do an asset inventory. And so the aha again in this format is, is that, and I do this, in the the workshop setting and in a one-on-one consulting setting is, you know, the clients will say, well, what's an asset? And I say, an asset is anything you deem it to be. An asset is anything of value to you, Mm -hmm. right? not just money, folks. Oh, there it is. So that's the (laughs) uh aha. Most of the women look at me and they're like, assets. Oh my gosh, assets. And, you know, the men, tip, and I don't mean to, again, gender bias, but this is just how our brains, you know, men are from mm-hmm. Mars, women are from Venus. Right. I mean, come on, I didn't like write
1: I said, my on. husband is the financial planner and I'm not, you know.
0: Right. And I'm the financial planner. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, to each his own and everyone's brain does work differently. But all I'm saying is, is there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong. Right. So whatever is of value to you is an asset. So mm-hmm. the next step in the perfect day process is simply to write, not simply, But to write 20 of your assets. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it's the same aha and the same permission I give you. Same permission as on the gratitude exercise. You're going to have a hard time coming up with 20. And you will. And if you do, you're normal. Mm -hmm. So no guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. No guilt and shame there. Right. Um, And, And it doesn't
1: mean that they don't exist it's like you said. We don't think of them like that, um, and and we're not recognizing them, you know. And 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 sometimes maybe it's that it's a little thing that you go, yeah, whatever. But it's like no, maybe that is the one of my greatest assets or one of my biggest things that I'm grateful for. Um, you know, we 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 poo poo it, uh, you know, and and or we just we don't think of it as an asset or something that we're grateful for. It's just there.
0: You and, know? and so I it, couldn't have queued that up any better. Yay. Because- To your listeners and to yourself, on on the oh, why do we have to do this woo woo gratitude exercise to start? When you hit asset number eight, Mm -hmm. and you could tell that was pretty precise because that's about when it happens. That's Mm -hmm. when I get the stare from people like, huh, are we done yet? No, Uh, you got more to go. (laughs) Go back to, are you ready? You go back to your gratitude list, go back to the 10 and go back to the five greatest experiences over the last 12 months, and the remaining 12 on your asset list Mm -hmm. are buried in your gratitude lists. Right. That's where your assets are, or in the things that you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And so that is why the gratitude part of the perfect day process is so foundational. And again, I go back to my own gratitude, to Lee Brower, for giving me this genesis of I have to be brave. See, I'm I I am like your husband. I'm financial like my my brain works in Excel. Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet oh, yeah. mm-hmm. planning software. And I'm a finance accounting major. And I love being able to give concrete solutions to a problem. A plus B to the third power equals D to the third. You know, mm-hmm. I can do that. And my brain just went. <laughs> Yeah. Sitting down and looking at, you know, my client, the CEO of a very large thriving company and saying, okay, Mr. So-and-so, now we need to begin with a gratitude exercise. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not easy, but I'm here to tell you, if you skip it, if you skip it, you're going to be swimming to the wrong buoy. Right. Well, and it, and as you said, it is the foundation,
1: you know, uh, uh, that will lead us into retirement or the next stage of our life, or you know, whatever it is. And and if you don't have it, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't, um, you know, they they you know they are just kind of on that hamster wheel and going round and round and round and hoping that maybe you know that the hamster wheel doesn't come off the wheel and they go you know careening madly about. But you know, it, it's it. it as you said, you know earlier you said something about you know simply, and then you counted, You know, you said no, it's not simple. That is the trick. None of this is simple, but it's something that we all absolutely should be doing.
0: Rolling a boulder up a hill can can be super super hard, mm-hmm. or you can have a simple little light pebble in your hand mm-hmm. that you're skipping along. Right. So it's a mindset. It's how you choose for that process to be, and. I know that sounded very out there, but um, it's something that just really resonates with mm-hmm. me. I mean, I'm a I'm an alpine climber and I just got off uh, Mount Denali in Alaska and Ooh. we had to tow 120 pounds at our highest weights with between 60 on our backs and sometimes 70 in a sled behind us. And that felt like pulling a big, big, big boulder up the hill. Mm-hmm. But when you get to... When I got to summit day, all I had on my back was, you know, with some, some, yes, we had some important life, life life-saving equipment on our backs, but for the most part, it was food and water. It was Mm -hmm. foundational. It was very, very light. So I had the pebble in my hand. The point is, is in the beginning of making these changes of, of wanting transformation to step out from where you are, to get to another place, like this, isn't working. I've got mm-hmm. lifestyle deficit disorder. My family's getting my leftovers. I have no time. I don't have enough money. It, it takes transformational stuff, and it initially is a, is a big boulder. Mm-hmm. to Say you need to to sit down and and do a gratitude exercise every single day. You need to sit down and take a half day or a day of your life and go through perfect day process and then start working towards that, then that boulder, once you get that boulder behind you, which sounds really like major heavy lifting, but I mean, can you, can you and your family really afford for you not to take a day out of your life Right for transformation? Mm-hmm. So that's the boulder. And once you get that boulder behind you, it's a pebble. It's mm-hmm. a daily, it's a daily little exercise. It's a daily pebble. You know, like right. my, my boulder this week is, is water. I don't drink enough water mm-hmm. <laughs> And that boulder of rolling up that, that boulder up the hill is going to be a pebble next week mm-hmm. once I get back in the habit of it. Right. So it just becomes a mindset and a habit um, mm-hmm. that I would offer is, has really transformed um, the the, the mindset of those in business and actually those who aren't in business as well mm-hmm. from a place of, this life-driven model versus this business-driven life model. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Maybe you're the stay-at-home parent or, or retired or, you know, whatever it is, we still have to work through this process.
0: Yes. And put yourselves first. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, really comes down to perfect days are really about if this world, if we were all getting ourselves fed spiritually and emotionally, from a place of gratitude and contribution, woo, 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 <laughs> this, this world would be a much happier place. It
1: would. You know, it's funny. One of the things that I have discovered, and maybe this is partially because I've been so ill, is the more I focus on the things I'm grateful for, the more the other things, as you said, become that pebble um you know and 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 really that's it's can't get much simpler than that it's a no question
0: yeah, about it it's, yeah. it's, it's
1: taking that time to be grateful you know people will post the what's the one thing today that you are most grateful for i see those all the time on facebook and i always post i'm alive and you know because there were you know times where that wasn't going to happen and, you know, and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, whatever,
1: um, you know, and, and they're posting things that are obviously very important to them, but sometimes it does take actually stepping out and, you know, hopefully not having something tragic happen before you, you find these things. And so, oh my gosh, we have to wrap up. This has been so much fun. I love talking about this. Um, you know, the, the, a good place to start is to get Koki's book, which is Perfect Day. A Guide to Curing Lifestyle Deficit Disorder and Reclaiming Your Business, Your Relationships, and Your Life. But more importantly, Koki, how do we connect with you and, and find you online?
0: I Engagement is my A number one, and I love it, and I'm available because it's, it's my love language. So engage with me. Mm-hmm. You can do that at kokibarini.com. It's the hardest thing in the world to spell, but my PR team made me do it. Cokie because you Marie. are your brand. That's mm-hmm. right. So C-O-K-I-E-B-E-R-E-N-Y-I dot com. Um, Google me. You'll find me in many different modalities because what I recognize is that, you know, I'm not an e-course gal. Like I mm-hmm. love connecting with my, with my coaches and mentors one-on-one face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I do that too. But um, there's many modalities to where I'm trying to get this message out to everyone and in a free format. So I have... Um, you can actually get your book for free by going to your website. You can get the book for free at freebook.cokieberini.com or going to the website. You can also find me in webinar format at webinar at Um, Find me on Facebook at Perfect Day Connect. Let's do 411. Deb, I'd love for you to dial in to a 411 um, live one morning with me and we will talk further about your asset inventory and about how awesome it is that you're alive.
1: I love it. You know, and I'm I'm usually asleep at that time of day, but you know, <laughs> it, it's it's you know, I will make a point of doing this. And but it, if you're and,
0: awake, you know you're alive. Yes.
1: This is true. <laughs> this is true. So well, you know, I really have been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Koki Barini. And I am Deb Creer. And until next time, think about this, folks. You know, what what would make your perfect day? Let us know. Um, and until next time, everyone have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.